When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher every single morning, 9.45 a.m. It's going live on Facebook, YouTube, and of course, where the real party's at, Instagram. Today on the show, Alabama. Huh? Also, don't tell the Amish, but there's a new furniture maker in town. Also, I thought you jumped over hurdles. But first, the live dates. September 8th, stand-up raw comedy at the Crane. Season number two coming back. Tickets going to be on sale, I believe, in the next uh, week or two? Week and a half? Something like that? Also, episodes one and two coming out next, oh boy, next Thursday already. September 1st, man. Getting into September already. September 1st, episodes 1 and 2. September 8th, episode 3. And season 2, that first run. We're bringing it back. September 8th, Comedy at the Crane. September 21st, the Vixen Theater in Chicago, Illinois. September 22nd through the 24th, the Comedy Vault, Batavia, Illinois, with my guy John Kite. October 15th, Beaver Island Brewing Company, St. Cloud, Minnesota. December 2nd and 3rd, Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas. And December 10th, Minneapolis, The Dirty Show, Club Underground, one of my favorite shows in Minneapolis to do. Come on out. That's the I'm telling you. We've had people that have come to the Dirty Show. They see all the jokes I do in the clean rooms. They get to see the dirty versions at the Dirty Show. That's the one you want to go to, everyone. Come on down. We'll get you guys hooked in. Also, I believe September... Oh, criminy. When is it? September 15th? 19th. Something like that. Either way... 12th? September, when the fuck? No, no uh, the 19th, September 19th. I'm doing the Monday Night Comedy Show at Club Underground. Same place. So please, come on out, man. Those shows are a blast, dude. Every single time we go out and do the Monday Night Comedy Show, so much fun, dude. Those guys put on a great show. It's been going on. I think this is like their 700th show or some shit like that, dude. It's absolute insanity. Uh, Mira, will Ashley be there? She's hilarious. Ashley moved. Ashley Henderson is gone. She has left the hub of minneapolis and has moved on to bigger things i believe she moved to atlanta i'm not sure i think she had her last show house of comedy a few weeks ago and then yeah man called it a day she's out she's out so yeah uh but she's great man god i love her so much i'm so glad that because i've been watching ashley for a few years so i'm glad that her and i befriended each other before she had an opportunity before she packed up and left because i would have been disappointed if I never had an opportunity to be like, fucking, you're so awesome. God, I'm so glad you're my friend. Uh, Gracie, December 10th, it's my birthday. Will you buy me a birthday brownie if I come to the show? I'll buy. I'll make you a whole fucking pan of brownies. Not saying they'll be good. They might be a little chewy or crunchy or maybe both. Maybe they're super crunchy. It's like a frozen hot dog. It's like it's frozen on the inside, but burnt on the outside. 
and thus it evens itself out. Listen, I don't know why I keep some of these things from The Simpsons, but it's the shit that rolls around in my fucking head, okay? That's I can't find my car keys, but I remember Lisa Simpson saying, it's like a it's like a burnt frozen hot dog. It's burnt on the outside, frozen on the inside, so it evens out. I'll make you the shittiest pan of brownies you've ever had. That's how you celebrate birthdays! In the basement of a shithole tavern in northeast Minneapolis with a fucking pan of brownies. Jesus. Hi, Kimberly. Nice to see you. Shar, Sally, good to see everybody. Yeah, please. December 10th. That'll be a fun show. Looking forward to it. Danielle, Scooter. What's up, Erica? Hi. Oh, Lindsay. What's happening? Nice to see everybody on the live feed today. Uh, maybe you guys saw this. Uh, officials in Orange Beach, Alabama. Didn't know that was a place. Are upset at local co- a local coffee shop because the business is called Badass Coffee of Hawaii. It's a touristy beach city. And they like to keep it family friendly. Here's their mayor, Tony Kenning, reacting to the name of the coffee shop. We look at that in every way. There is absolutely nothing we can do about it. Believe me, it cheapens our neighborhood. It cheapens our community. And I won't ever buy a, cu- a cup of coffee from bad, bad donkey co- co- coffee company ever. So I would hope the community wouldn't do the same thing. And I don't think we're prudes by any means, but, you know, there is no reason for any type of something I wouldn't want my eight or nine-year-old to see to be on a public sign in our town. It shows they have no respect for us, no respect for what we stand for, what we market, what our brand is. They're just here to make a buck. Hmm. Listen, here's the deal. Alabama, you get nothing to say about the name of a coffee shop. Nothing. If your thing is like, hey, we're trying to keep it family-friendly around here, clean up your fucking state. Have you seen you lately? What's more detrimental to the well-being of children? The fact that they see a coffee shop that says bad ass on it? Or the fact that your state is such a shithole, the roads are crumbling, you have kids of Mountain Dew mouth walking around, sleeveless t-shirts, cargo shorts, all camouflaged up. Maybe get your shit together, Alabama. Sit there and be like, oh my god, man, like, I, I, I don't like the fact that you guys have a hard time with this, with the word badass as a coffee shop, but yet you totally are okay with your just, your state crumbling. Birmingham, Alabama, beautiful place, absolutely stunning place, I love everything about it. It's like a nice little beacon inside of a trash heap. Finding a diamond ring inside of the Springfield Tire Fire, that's what that place is. It's gross. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Michael. Yo, what's up, buddy? Hopefully you're doing well. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for talking about them. Listen, I can't grow my beard right now only because I got a little alopecia going. It's because of stress from my previous job and it hasn't grown back yet. So if when I grow my beard, I get this giant bald spot that hasn't quite it hasn't quite made the comeback that I wanted to. All the other spots have grown in except for this one. So I'm going stash. Somebody asked me the other day. They were like, hey, man, uh, what's up with the stash? I'm like, listen, it, it comes free with the windowless van. I don't make this stuff up. Jesus. Uh, Sally, Orange Beach is beautiful. A lot of locals. I imagine it is. I imagine it's got to be one of those nice places that's on like a beach town. But seriously, the rest of Alabama... The first time I went to Alabama, I got there with my ex-girlfriend and I said, Hey, um, if Steven Spielberg came to Alabama to make a movie, he would have to make it look less like Alabama. That is how awful Alabama is. (laughs) It's terrible. 
It's one of the worst states I've ever driven through. You literally got to the border of Alabama, and it was like there was a huge divide. The road was nice and smooth, and then it went, welcome to Alabama, and then it was like driving. A, a double-lane highway was like a dirt path. It's like above-ground pools in people's driveways. Just Confederate flags hanging on mobile homes. I'm like, this is. there's no way this is in America. I, have never se- I had never seen anything like it. I was stunned. So, no, Alabama, you don't get to talk about, oh, we, we got to make sure we harbor our children. From, are you kidding me? Have you seen what kids in Alabama are doing these days? Smashing out windows to steal vape cartridges? Come on, man. I, I always tell this story about my uncle. We were at the cabin one time, and I'm up on the deck just doing a little bit of work, and I got just a little bit of rap music going. I think I was listening to NWA. Very, not loud, just nice and low, just basically for me to hear. And my uncle goes walking down to the dock where the children are, and he just loses his mind. And he's like, how many times I got to tell you goddamn kids, be standing on the edge of that dock, you're going to fall in the goddamn water, and then one of you is going to drown. If I see you standing on the edge of that dock without another goddamn life jacket on, I'm going to kick some ass. And then he walks up to the cabin, and he sees me, and he goes, hey, could you turn the goddamn rap music off? There's children around. I was like, ah, okay, which one is a little bit more detrimental to their psyche? The fact that you guys are screaming at them that you're going to beat their ass or the fact that I got a little bit of rap music that they'll never hear. Which one is probably going to stay with them a little bit longer? Uh, Sarah, I like the stash. was just surprising to me. Yeah, listen, my facial hair grows very fast. That is the, that's an attribute of... Um, I, I feel like it's, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I just, I see dudes with giant beards and man buns and I'm like, I know you look like a lumberjack, but there's no way you know how to change a tire. That is like the one thing where somebody looks at me and they go, I I can grow facial hair. I also have skills. Not a lot. Uh, not a lot. So, uh, but, uh, I do have a few skills. Sorry about that. See, I went on a jag yesterday about getting all angry <laughs> about apple not uh allowing us to i hit disturb do not disturb and it still disturbs i went on that jag yesterday we don't need to go down that route uh how about furniture that assembles itself did you guys happen to come across this uh little piece of news today here's the thing promotional video just came out american chemical society has put out a promo video for science behind a new 3D technique. It's a 3D printer. It uses a special type of wood mixture that basically it takes wooden shapes. Comp- you know, remember when you were a kid and you got that like little like sponge ball and you threw it in the water and then it it sucked up the water and became a dinosaur? That is what this technology is sort of like. It's programmed to morph and shape shift into a final product, which can then be furniture. They use it for shipping costs. Because it basically, it flattens the wood, and then you take it, and you set it out, and as it dries out, the wood expands, which I guess, I don't know. I don't, what the hell do I know? Well, usually the other way around. It gets waterlogged and then expands. But this is, you dry the wood out, and it actually turns into a usable piece of furniture. Amazing technology, but here's the promo where they talk about it. Scientists are showcasing how wooden shapes can be flat printed then morph into complex 3D structures through drying. This technique could be used to make furniture that could be shipped flat and then formed into the final shape at its destination. No assembly required. Yeah, 
I was watching the promo video. It looks like amazing technology, and I hope that they use it for other avenues. But here's the thing about putting stuff together. You don't listen nowadays with IKEA and with Walmart and Target and all that. You don't need to be a woodworker to be able to make a couch. If you would just want a futon, just go out and buy it. Assembling that stuff, we have to, as people, as human beings, we have to use our hands. It is detrimental to us. It, the sense of accomplishment that you feel after putting something together. Long gone are the days of everybody having a skill. Where, yes, you might be a painter. And yes, you might be a guy who, it was a blacksmith. But you could also build a bookshelf. Those days are gone. Nowadays, this is all you have. And physically holding something, something tangible, it really helps. Like, why do you think kids love boxes so much? When you give them a Christmas gift and they open up the toy, yeah, the toy is great, but the box is really what they want. It's usable, it's foldable, they, they want their hands on it. As a kid, that's why you grab for stuff. We, it's hardwired into us to want to touch and hold things. The sense of accomplishment you feel after putting something together, you didn't have to like get the wooden dowels and take it, take down a tree and, you know, shave them down. You didn't have to, no, none of that stuff. It just came in a box, you opened it up and you put it together. Did it take you a little while? Absolutely. Do you have a couple of screws probably left over? Yeah, maybe. But the fact that you did it, it gets your brain off of all the other terrible shit that's going on. And it's tough for people to understand that. Everybody just wants that Wally lifestyle. Sit around and, hey man, have your orange Julius just brought to you by a robot while you watch TV. That's, listen, Nick Offerman, one of my favorites, man. I love that guy. When he married Megan Mullally, before they got married, they started dating. She said, um, I have tons of dough and a hit TV show. Just come on up to Beverly Hills and sleep at my place. So he moves in and day number one, she goes to work and he grabs an inflatable and he throws it in the pool and he's hanging out for about 20 minutes and then goes, yeah, fuck this. And he went and built a wood shop. <laughs> like, I love that, that attitude towards it, man. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jules, this sounds pretty sweet. Ship more at a cheaper price. I dig it. I'm all about that. If you can figure out ways to justify that, that's great. I don't like the fact that we are losing the tangible part of life. Everything, money. Who's touched money? Nobody touches money anymore. That's why our kids don't have a value on it. It's because they've never seen it. My daughter is never, I mean, I remember when we got a $100 bill. I got a $100 bill for my graduation. Lost my mind. I couldn't believe it. A $100 bill. Nowadays, it comes in either gift cards or they just get Venmoed money. Seems weird. But they don't know the value of what it... I mean, if they actually saw... If I had all the money in my bank account sitting on a table and every month I pulled out money to be able to pay my daughter's tuition or gymnastics or, hey, if you're going to... You know, you're going camping for the weekend, you got to buy some snacks for the, you know, the crew or what... If she saw the money dwindle, she would have a different outlook on it. It just, I don't know. I look at some of that stuff and just go, money in the computer is bad. <laughs> it's nice to be able to hang on to it every once in a while. That's why I'm saying you should go out and possibly every once in a while, do something with your hands. Build a goddamn birdhouse. I've said this many times. If you're feeling depressed, yeah, see a therapist. Take a walk. 
talk to somebody, go to BetterHelp, whatever it is, but then go build a birdhouse. After you get something off your chest, go do something that takes your mind off it. Rock climb. Have you ever thought about like, Jesus Christ, I hate my fucking boss. When you're hanging off the side of a cliff, no. <laughs> you are in the moment. Do something in the moment. My goodness. Um, I have said many times that if you are going to be in radio, there are a couple of rules. And some, some of these are written, some of these are not. But one of the rules is, regardless of what radio station you are on, Never make fun of the music. People do not come there to listen to you. Sometimes, depends on who you are, but for the most part, your audience, 85%, come to that radio station because they want to listen to the music. They they are a part of that world. Don't Even if the song sucks, don't, goddamn, don't play it. Don't, or don't say it. Just play the music, do your job, that's why you're there. However, I did break the rule the first time I ever heard Evanescence wake me up inside, bring me to life. That was it, bring me to life. I heard this song and went, okay, this song's a piece of shit. I'm not saying that they're not talented because Hall and Oates, very talented. I'm just saying some of their music sucks. Evanescence, Amy Lee, very talented. Beautiful voice, great songwriter. I've heard a pain in the ass to work with. You know, there is, a, there is a piece of footage out there that during the, I think it was the Grammy Awards, somebody, was the Grammy Awards or the American, was the Billboard Awards? One of them. But basically somebody from her band told everyone else in the band, hey, we're going to go ahead and change the key of this song from like a C to a D. And nobody told Amy Lee. So Amy Lee gets out there and she starts playing in the key she thinks it is, but then the rest of the band is playing and she sounds like shit while the rest of the band sounds amazing. And at the end of it, she goes, uh, you can hear her saying in the microphone, really, guys? Really? Live on TV. I, I should have pulled it up. But yeah, they uh, they give her shit, man. Um, let's see, Gracie, it was such a popular song amongst angsty teens. Yeah, but, I, but during that time, like, there was also Cold Chamber and Snot. <laughs> like, that was what was available. That's what I went and listened to. I was like, what is this, like, overproduced crap? Wake me up! Okay, great. Fucking, here, set an alarm. Jesus. Apparently, this song has had a huge resurgence. 2003 is when this song came out. But right now, this thing is uh, a number one on YouTube, or on, excuse me, on iTunes. Reason being, uh, it was currently on sale for only 69 cents. Obviously, you're going to get people to buy it because it's super cheap and because of... <clears throat> the number. Evanescence also getting exposure because they're out right now on tour with Korn, which I laughed about the last time I saw Korn, which was years ago, because I, not that I was an acquaintance with those guys, but I have interviewed them a few times, and they've come through some of the radio stations I worked at, so I kind of, you know, we would see each other in a room and give each other, like, the, the head nod. Like, hey, bud, I, he, they would recognize me, you know? Probably didn't know my name, but they would recognize, oh, I've seen that guy around these places before. But I ran into Fieldy, their bass player, in the parking lot at First Ave because Korn was playing there that night, which was directly across the street from Target Center, which they had sold out 10 years ago. <laughs> and when I ran into him, I was like, hey, what's up, man? And he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, good. I said, hey, uh, First Ave, man, I don't think you guys have ever played here before. 
And he goes, yeah, I kind of wish we were across the street. I'm like, yeah, I could see that, dude. Like, things have, things have definitely taken a downward swing for some of these bands. But, like, now they're riding high again for some reason. People are digging. I think it's because people that listen to it now have a couple of nickels to rub together. So they're getting out and going to the shows. They're selling out those venues again because their audience, you know, their audience was big when they were 14 and 15 years old. And their parents bought them concert tickets. But then their audience becomes 23, 24, 25, up until their 30s. They ain't got a lot of money. They ain't spending it on concert tickets. Thus, Corn has to go play first half. Now those same people are getting into jobs where they've got a few dollars. They've maybe bought a house, sold a house. They've come into some money. Now they can start selling out those venues again. And Evanescence is along for the ride. Also, the reason why it is that this band is doing so well right now is because they were yesterday's hurdle. I didn't know what a hurdle was. I read it. I was like, hurdle? Like a thing you'd jump over? Like, that doesn't sound right. A hurdle? That what? It's like, is there a new game? I just got onto Wordle. <laughs> Stop making me hurdle to other things. No more hurdles. I just, I want one game. Just one. I'm still doing Wordle. I know people have moved on, but I, I'm late to the game every time. Now I got to deal with hurdle? Christ. I talk about people's phone games. It's, it's, it's the way that we distract dumb people. And here I am, as dumb as they are, playing hurdle, sitting at the kitchen table last night, eating dinner by myself, just going, God damn, what's the name of that song? I know this song. What's the name of that song? Yeah, it's it's the way we distract idiots. And now we're on to the next. I don't I didn't know this was a thing. I played it uh, last night and then this morning. It was a Billie Eilish song. I'm like, I'm not going to know any of these songs. I'm too Listen, my you know, musical taste stopped developing when I was 14. Christ, I'm 42 years old and I still listen to Less Than Jake. And I'm not going to be moving on anytime soon. So, um I didn't know it was a thing. And apparently it is. So now there's another goddamn game that I got to sit and try to figure out, which, ugh, goddammit. So much wasted time. Speaking of wasted time, if you guys don't mind me just letting it out there for a second. Um, I made the mistake the other day, of, and not a mistake, but somebody that I used to date. I made the mistake. Again, I'm saying it as a mistake. Uh, I made the ill-informed move of dropping that person a line. Being like, hey, how's it going? Long time no talk. How is everything? And they were like, yeah, it's great. I'm like, all right, great. Just wanted to check in, see how things are, which is stupid because I had a couple of drinks in me and, oh, God, why? Why? Why, 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 why? 42 years old. you think I'd have it together by now. So I, I said, hey, hopefully everything's going well. If you got time to get a drink sometime, you know, that'd be fantastic. She hits me back. She's like, no. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean no? She's like, yeah, no. It's, we're not. Absolutely not. I was like, why not? She's like, because. Uh, because are you like, are you really trying to like, like hang out with me again? Or are you just looking to have some fun in the interim? And I was like, and I sat there yesterday for a while thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? I think I think she's right. She's totally right. I, I hit her back up. I'm like, you know what? Totally sorry. I should have never texted you. 
I, that was a dumb move on my part. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Because, uh, I, listen, I think just alone is where it's at. You got nobody giving you shit. You're not, you have nobody else to deal with. Like, I got enough with, like, my dog, my daughter, life, stand-up, work, all that shit, man. Family. Like, it's too much. Merging highways nowadays? Dude, too, too much. Too much. So, yeah. So, anyways, if that person is listening, totally apologize. God damn it. My bad. I apologize. But she did that thing that I always found. Like, here's the thing. When I first met this person, it was a few years ago. When I first met this person, I knew it was going to be, it wasn't going to work out because I had gone out and had a drink with her. And then she was like, oh, by the way, um, my, uh, my brother-in-law and my sister and like two other people from our family, when it was a cousin or something, they're like down the street. They want to come over and have a drink. Is that cool? And I'm like, yeah, I don't give a shit. That's cool. So she, her family came over to the brewery we were at. And when they got up, to, like we all got up to leave, she hugged her sister and then said, I love you. What the fuck? How weird. I, they wished each other well and then said, I love you. How? What? No. Listen, at age 42, I can count on my hand the amount of times that I remember being past like the age of 10, that my mom and I have said, I love you. It's very, very few, very seldom. Christ, we were all huddled over my grandfather's casket. My mom was like, I I'm so sorry. Um, I, uh, I, I like you people. I like you people. I like you people. And we were like, we know what you mean. We like you too. <laughs> oh my God. It's weird when people like have normal families, isn't it? People who actually support each other. Don't talk shit. Say I love you. How weird. Ugh. I don't want to deal with that. Go to Thanksgiving and hold hands with people around a table that you actually like? Ugh. Gross. Nasty. Like, why don't you guys just grab a paper plate and go watch the Lions lose? That's how you spend Thanksgiving. Gross. Not a fan. Sarah, I would say I love you to a few close friends, not to family. Agreed. I can tell you how many times I've told my friends drunkenly I love them. Family members? Never feels it's so weird man i don't i don't like it i tell my daughter i love her a lot all the time all the time a lot of times i'm met with the response of yeah great can we go to dairy queen i'm like you can't talk to me like that who do you think you are your mom so i try to tell her because i feel like that's the good thing but to tell the rest of my like no Oh my God, I will be holding the hand of a relative on their deathbed. I will look at them and just go, take care. <laughs> I love you. Ugh, gross. I still say I love you to my ex-in-laws. Oh, Sally, you're a much better human being than us. We get it. We get it. 
It's gross and feels weird, though. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, Sarah, kids are different. I tell my kids I love them all the time. Yeah, you should as a parent, but I... Seriously, man, I... And it's not like a knock on, like, my family or anything. I just... I don't... We never had that relationship. Just never have. Never. Ever, man. I never... In fact... For the 17 years I had my grandfather, I never heard him say I love you. Not to, aunt, not, not even to my grandmother. In fact, one time he left, he got up and left, the, didn't even say bye, got up, walked out the house. And then like four hours later, my grandma's like, have you seen your grandfather? And I'm like, man, I haven't. She's like, huh, wonder where he, huh, is he, so she calls the cabin. It's like an hour and a half away from town. She calls the cabin. My grandpa answers. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm at the cabin. Okay, how long are you going to be there? Till Sunday. It's Thursday. Uh-huh. So what are you not going to say? Oh, I just figured you knew. <laughs> so wildly different. Oh, when people say I look gross. Ick, find this podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher, and every morning at 9.45 a.m. It's live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it when you take a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.